In a world where best laid plans go astray, there are two separate but equally important groups. Those who create history with their stupidity and the shit show podcast that covers them. These are their stories. Hello, ladies and gentlemen, children, animals, and uh, general listeners of the populace. <laughs> Welcome to Shit Show. Hello, anyone with ears. <laughs> Welcome to Shit Show, our podcast that delivers you the uh, best laid plans of mice, men, and uh, everybody else that go wonderfully and hilariously off the rails. Uh, we look at all of the things in the past, present, and sometimes future. <laughs> <laughs> that are wonder, wonderfully off track. Uh, and this this week, uh, Rig has the segments and I have the major piece. So, mm-hmm. welcome, Rig. Welcome, sir. It's uh, great to be here back in the dungeon. As it is always. It's not, it's, not a, it's not a playful name about this space. Oh, no, it's descriptive. It's, it's an accurate descriptive name. You're a prisoner of war at this podcast. <laughs> Absolutely. We're surrounded by nothing but bottles and old mattresses. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, well, that's not always surrounded by. We're also surrounded by Ajita's Veggie Deli Chris. As Katie asked quite seriously, are they actually a sponsor? And we're Please like, Please sponsor us. <laughs> for fuck's sake. Good Lord. Ajita's. They're technically chips. <laughs> They're really not. So uh, Rick has the segments. He's going to dive straight into it with Trainwreck Trophy, which is him pumping the word train wreck into Google uh, and uh, trawling through news um, and finding out what is currently happening in the world of news uh, to do with train wrecks. So what do you got, mate? Righto, mate. I've got a, uh, got a pretty nice three coming at you in terms of train wrecks. You, the, you're doing the, the earning, I'm do, I'm earning do, <laughs> bank sign with your fingers. It was meant to be... Kiss his fingers like a chef. Kiss his finger like a chef and all, also got uh, in, mistaken oh, nipple between tweak. nipple tweak. Yeah. Uh, so I'm just gonna, <laughs> I'm just gonna go with the Italian, uh, okay. the Italian finger thing, right? So the first train wreck is homegrown. Mm-hmm. Uh, it comes from that wonderful land, Van Diemen's Land, mm. Tasmania. Wonderful. So the, the Apple owners, Isle. That's it. Home of apples and incest. So. Melita Honey Farm uh, is a small property down in Tasmania. I was about to say, if that's a person, that is a porn star. No, it's uh, it is it is owned by by the Beerport family. It's spelled B E R E P O O R T. Sounds very Dutch. I know I've said it wrong, but I'm sure it's been Australianized, which is why I'm going to continue to refer to them as Beerport. Yeah, Beerport. Yeah, which is Tassie Beerport. Literally, what that's I what, would that's love. What I would Tasmania love. Is. I would love to call whatever holds my beer as my Beerport. Love it. So uh, the Beerport family they own the Molina Honey Farm, and look, everybody hates paying rates to the council. Uh, it, that that that's that's nothing new. Not me, council. If you're listening. I'm a, I'm a loyal supporter. In, in a West Council, love what you're doing, love those rates. <laughs> love that pool. <laughs> Get around it. So basically what the Beerport family have said is we're not paying rates. And the council's like, everybody's everybody pays rates. That's that's how this works. And the Beerport family are like, no. In a letter that they wrote to the council, they said, Council's worldview is that the law of the land governs life and thus also provides progress, growth and security. On the other hand, we believe that our Heavenly Father is sovereign and that He reigns today. Thus we worship Him and Him alone so that His will is established on earth. You are asking us to bow down to a false god, which is something we cannot do. Okay, I think... How hard (laughs) do you hate rates that you revert to... God owns this land, not you, therefore I'm not paying you. Uh, 
I think this is one of those open and shut examples of, uh, all right, oh, well, we got this bill and we don't have the money. Uh, which <laughs> Everyone's of, in a huddle in the <laughs> living room. What's anyone got a plan? No bad plan. No bad thoughts. It's brainstorming. Uh, should we claim religious immunity? <laughs> They've got a whiteboard. <laughs> They're like workshopping it. There's post-its all over the yeah, living room. Totally. Yeah, scrum board. Yeah, Any scrum other board. ideas? Yeah. No, fuck it. Religious immunity it is. Okay, so God owns the land. That's what we're going with. Big whiteboard marker circling that. So that's what they've done. And they've gone back to the Meander Valley uh, Council and they've said this this is basically uh, where we're at. And the council's like... No, it's not. We look. We accept. <laughs> we accept that 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 you that you that you are all about the heavenly Father. But seriously, pay the rates, or we're coming to take your house. And they're just like, well, you know, they literally uh, wrote back to the council uh, again, and they said, oh, this, this is through uh, through the the lawyer that's involved. That the family steadfastly reaffirmed their belief that the land was not theirs, but that of the Heavenly Father. That council would be taking the land from him, and that was a matter between council and God. <laughs> How would you like to just be like, hey man, I'd love to pay your rates, but I don't own this. Yeah. The big guy does. The you big gotta, guy upstairs. you got to take it up with him. And uh, unfortunately, he didn't leave a forwarding address, so uh, <laughs> bye. Yeah, exactly. But look. His son's coming any day now, oh. so he's going to come again. Like, seriously, it's, it's, it's crazy. And so uh, they owe $9,332 in rates, I really thought which they have not that. paid since 2010. Yeah. Uh, and so the council's like, enough is enough. We're auctioning your house. And they're just like, they're just like well, uh, they asked the family, is there any, anything you would like to say to the council? And they're just like, well, I guess there's not much to talk about. And the council's like, Absolutely right. We're auctioning your house next month. <laughs> so that's the first train wreck trophy, uh, which is which is courtesy of our very own uh, Beerport family uh, from from Tassie. Loose. The next one uh, comes courtesy of the US. So Boston Dynamics. They're a they're they're a they're a robotics firm, as as the name would suggest. They have created uh, <laughs> that very nondescript name. But yeah, yeah. You have. Uh, I mean, you might have seen a couple of years ago there was there was a small robot that was made. Uh, to kind of emulate the behaviour of a dog, mm. so it's a four-legged small robot. Is it? Is and that it was, the Google? That's Boston. Uh, Boston, Boston Dynamics, Dynamics is yeah, owned that, by Google, right? I don't or, know if it's owned like by Google. They were it, doing it for Google. It's something, something like that. I'm sure yeah, they've. Got, it's a terrifying. robot. I'm sure they've got corporate uh, arrangements. Um, yeah, yeah. So they have. They, they built that dog robot, and it was fantastic. It's like jumping over hurdles. It's like playing fetch with people. It's crazy, right? Yeah, I mean, it looks like Terminator Two, but go on. Yeah, I mean, it, it literally looks like if uh, if Beauty and the Beast, uh, that, that, that little poof, that animated <laughs> poof dog, s- suddenly existed in the Terminator universe. Yeah. Uh, and so they've gone ahead and they've made this other robot, and its, it's only designated task is to stack shelves. Mm-hmm. It does it at two-thirds the time of humans, but, I mean, it doesn't really matter. It's not about a timing thing. It's just about, look, we don't need to employ humans to stack shelves anymore. Oh, I give it about eight seconds before someone starts yelling out, they took our gerbs. So what happens is uh, they're, they're developing this robot, still in development, so it's totally not completed. But one of the guys, one of the engineers that's working on it, uh, he's, he's posted to his Twitter in a very ironic way, meet the job taker. Oh, and, oh really? And what follows is this video of, uh, of, of the Atlas, which is the name of this robot, okay. to, uh, that has been programmed to stack shelves. Its, ha- its hands are pads, 
if that makes sense. Uh, so rather than having like a, a palm with digits like a human would do, sure. it, just, it just has like oh, look, look. stay free maxi pads <laughs> as hands. <laughs> okay, uh, and so they, uh, and that's how it kind of like it, you know, pushes together and grabs a box and then moves yeah. it up, right? So the, f- the, f- the footage has this robot picking up this, uh, this box. Yeah. Lifting it up, it's a humanoid robot, so it looks like it's got arms and legs. Yeah. Uh, and then it goes over, and its and its job is to stack shelves on one of those mobile shelving units. You know what a shelving unit obviously is? It's the frame with the shelf, yeah. and it's just got wheels on the bottom. Yeah. So one one shelf is already full, so it's stacking it on the top shelf, and it's it's lifted it up, it's moved it over, it's like banging into something that's on the counter behind it. It tries again more forcefully, bangs that thing, whatever the hell it was, <laughs> off the counter, and. And then instead of setting it down on the actual shelf, completely drops it, cold turkey, right next to the shelving unit. When it realises what it's done, it starts retreating back. One of the stay-free maxi pads catches the shelving unit, dragging it to the ground. It comes toppling to the ground and then it backs into a table and smashes face first into the floor. Well, It is amazing. I'll, I'll, I'll tell you what. Uh, they made a robot that is desi- that is supposed to mimic exactly what a hungover eighteen-year-old underpaid worker does. It's it's literally an eighteen-year-old with three hours sleep after beers <laughs> with the boys stacking shelves at Woolies. Fuck yeah, it is just yeah. hilarious. We'll have to put it on uh, on our Twitter feed because it is just next level. That's all. That makes me feel so good because you know when you watch the movies about AI and it's like, oh man, we are dead set. Fucked. Yeah, pe- yeah. Uh, when when you watch those ones, you're like, yeah, take it idiot robot <laughs> yeah, exactly it's just like you are bizarre and this is never going to happen so that is train wreck number two train wreck number three you might know this name because he was in the news a couple of times last couple of years his name is martin shkreli does that wow. name ring a bell for you yeah it does so for anyone who listens to our podcast who doesn't know who martin shkreli is he's a shit stain on the underpants <laughs> of society. He Basically, sucks to, so hard. To give you to give you an idea of, of what this guy did, he bought the rights to uh, a retroviral drug that is used to treat cancer patients and AIDS patients and yeah. increase the price by five thousand percent. He's the opposite of Robin Hood. <laughs> he is. He is. Uh, I don't know what that would be. Uh, but he he is very much the opposite of Robin Hood. He was just yeah he he was doing shit uh, like that all the time. And then he kind of got into he got into the news again uh, about a year later uh, when the Wu Tang Clan, the the rappy group, the rappy group. I was about to say rapping group and rap group. Yeah, we down with the kids. The rappy group. The rappy group. How do you do, fellow children? <laughs> I uh, so the 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 Wu Tang Clan uh, released an album. They only released one. They released one album and they're mm. like, "This is this is it." Uh, we just hope that the biggest Wu Tang f- clan, uh, clan fan, uh, you know, <laughs> g- gets gets amongst it, right? And that they're gonna Wu Tang clan fan, clan fan. It is, it's hard. It's hard. It is, it's a tongue twister. It is. It is tough. But it's also considering their their music. Clan fan is the widest they've ever heard. Yeah, I know. So it doesn't describe it accurately <laughs> but, at all. But they came out and they were just like, you know, whatever, uh, you know, if if the the, the biggest Wu Tang fan uh, comes out and, and buys this, we're going to be super happy. Yeah, uh, that didn't happen because this fuck stain bought it uh, for a million dollars. Oh, what a fucking idiot! To not even listen to it. Yeah, uh, he literally just keeps it in his house because he's a fuckwit. Uh, he's, he's he apparently isn't isn't even a isn't even a fan. So. Right he's now, not a clan fan. Right now, he's not. Right now, he's he's been convicted of two counts of securities fraud. That's completely apart from those two issues, right? Mm. 
Uh, and so he's he's going in there and they're trying to select the jury uh, for this thing. And they are just, it's like a clown car, uh, this procession of people who are being excused from this trial. Yeah, yeah, and, because they all have prejudices. And Harper's Bazaar got a hold of the transcript uh, from from the courtroom between the judge, his lawyer, and the uh, respective jurors. Jurors, yeah. So here's just some of them because this is so this is just amazing. The court, sir, we are going to excuse you. Juror number seven, please come up. Juror number, uh, sorry, juror number forty-seven. Juror number forty-seven. He's the most hated man in America. In my opinion, he equates with Bernie Madoff with the drugs for pregnant women going from fifteen dollars to seven fifty. My parents are in their eighties. They're struggling to pay for their medication. My mother was telling me yesterday how my father's cancer drug is nine thousand dollars a month. The court. The case is going to come before you on evidence that you must consider fairly and with an open mind. Juror number forty-seven. I would find that difficult. <laughs> Court, the court, and that's based on your parents' experience with medication. Juror number 47. It's based on people working very hard for their money. He defrauded his company and his investors, and that's not right. So oh, this, this, this guy's deep. He's, yeah. he's across so, all, but it gets all the gets Way worse. Juror number 42. Sorry, the court. Uh, juror number 52. How are you? Juror number 52. When I walked in, today, walked in here today, I looked at him and in my head, that's a snake. Not knowing who he was, I just walked in and looked right at him and that's a snake. <laughs> His lawyer. So much for the presumption of innocence. The court. We will excuse juror number 52. <laughs> it's just more... And more of this. It's just like... Ju- jury selection ju- is amazing. It's so good. Jury number 70. Jury number 70. I have total disdain for the man. When you go back to how he was able to put so many children... The court. You have negative feelings. Jury number 70. Very. <laughs> <laughs> it's just like... From everything I've seen on the news, everything I've read, I believe the defendant is the face of corporate greed in America. And it's just all of this stuff. It's just like... It's, it's insane. Yeah, well, I mean, that's the only issue with jury selections is that uh, I remember watching watching that OJ uh, miniseries and it's like there's a whole episode which is just jury uh, jury selection and it's just people coming up and uh, and being torn between wanting to be on the jury so that they can voice their uh, their opinions and uh, and be prejudiced, but not having the self control because they're so furious it's, it's about, a- about the thing. Like these people, they could just be they could just be quiet. Yeah, and uh, and uh, and cop it, and yeah, I guess that's perjury in a uh, in in a sense of the word. But at the same time, if you're that furious, and your parents are in their eighties and they're paying nine thousand bucks a month, <laughs> and you cannot keep the fuck quiet for three questions, it's so funny. Ugh. Like it, it seriously just gets like comical in terms of how full on it gets. This guy's just like I've read extensively about Martin Shameful Pass and ripping off sick people and it hits close. He deserves cl- he deserves to go to jail. <laughs> the court, just to be clear, he's not being charged with anything related to the pricing of pharmaceuticals. Correct. The juror. I understand that, but I already sense the man is guilty. <laughs> Juror number 144, I heard the news of how the defendant changed the price of a pill by upselling it. I heard he bought an album from the Wu-Tang Clan for a million dollars. Yes! The court, the question is, have you heard anything that would affect your ability to decide this case in an open mind? Can you do that? Juror number 144. I haven't been able to listen to the Wu-Tang album, no. I I don't think I can because he kind of looks like a dick. (laughs) This is open slather. Imagine sitting there as this bloke and just person <laughs> and after person that you've never met. They are queuing up to sink the booted. 
This is the fastest one that happens over the course of the whole procession. Juror number 10, please come forward. Juror number 10, the only thing I'd be impartial about is what prison this guy goes to. Perfect. <laughs> that, okay, you are dismissed. <laughs> that guy didn't even leave his chair. At the end of the day, they went through 200. Oh, shit. 200 prospective jurors. Crazy. Well, that's that's media for you. It's And, and also, that... You've got to be so hated. You've got to be so hated, Rick. People are like, he's the most hated he's, man in America. Yeah. That's that's what someone actually said. One of the jurors said that. They're like, I, he's the most hated, hated man in America. Fuck that guy. Believe that. And yeah, agree with that. Probably is guilty too. Yeah. But the only, only bad part here is that uh, as a result of this, the jury will consist entirely of... Uh, uh, corporate fat cat pharmaceutical members. <laughs> He'll be like, I see nothing wrong here. <laughs> Go on your way, Martin. I see he's done nothing wrong as a kid. See you at the yacht club. Uh, anyway, so, end of train wreck trophy. So that's train wreck trophy. So we've got uh, we've got the Tasmanian family yes. who have uh, said that their land belongs to God, therefore they don't need to pay <laughs> their rates to the council. Solid. We've got Boston Dynamics and they're just train wreck of a, of a shelf-stacking robot. And we have farmer bro Martin Shkreli, <laughs> the most hated man in America, uh, who they cannot find a jury for because he's literally <laughs> that shit of a human being. <laughs> Yeah, it's uh, this is a really solid one. You've done you've done exceptionally well, mate. The nipple tweaking at the top of the show was worth it. Um, yeah, because I already know how much of a fuckbag Martin Screlly is. Uh, I'm gonna gonna discount him. Uh, the uh, the robot is is really really high uh, uh, high quality because I have a mental image that I'm assuming the video will uh, will back up. Yeah, uh, but I do like a homegrown, totally irrational. You'll have to talk to God. Uh, defense. That's that's a train wreck, my friend. So that it's is staying in Tassie, which means it's time for the national anthem of Tasmania. <laughs> Cue music. Train wreck. Train wreck. Train wreck. Trophy. Perfect. Mm-mm-mm. What a song. How patriotic. Very rarely heard, <laughs> apart from on this show every week. <laughs> <laughs> All righty, that's the end of Trainwreck Trophy, which means that we move in. <sighs> yes. <laughs> do you just like look? Do you just do you momentarily forget how this show runs every week? And I then try, you're just like, oh, I try no. and stay in the moment, Rig. And for anyone that doesn't know, we have a running order that uh, is printed for each show that goes up on the wall. And so at the end of the segment, I turn to it when I'm introducing and I go, What's next? Oh, it's the thing that I hate. <laughs> Poos in the news. <laughs> So good. Which, yeah, so Poo's the News. Do you want to let the good people know how this works? Sure. Riggs uh, looked through the internet and ended up on a bunch of uh, really weird security watch lists because he's typed pooing in public or public defecation (laughs) into his browser 800 times and he's come up with a news article. (laughs) I have. And what a news article. This one, also homegrown. Ah, we're staying local. From the mean streets, the mean Latte-sipping streets of Melbourne. Oh, perfect. They they are not going to be happy when they find out someone is shitting in their streets. They will not. Very uh, very house-proud are the, uh, are the Mexicans. It's, it's the opposite of the attitude they held when people started serving coffee and hollowed-out carrots. <laughs> so, <laughs> the poos in the news this week, it comes... We love Melbourne. It, we, we want to put that around. It's, it, no, it's great. Uh, so, in Melbourne, there, there's footage that's come out this week of uh, people on a bus 
and they are <laughs> they are filming uh, a woman who is pictured with a grey beanie. She's just holding on to holding onto a pole, uh, and she's just got her little wheelie wagon thing Uh-oh. that people go shopping with, and she's just standing there. And almost immediately, I'm talking like two, three seconds, she starts like bending over, and all you can hear from the people who are filming are like, "No, no, please, no, no." No, and then she bends over and takes a shit on one of the seats, and everyone's just like, "Oh my god!" And you hear like, <laughs> like that sort of thing. <laughs> like it's just like like the dry retching, and there there is a woman at the front of the bus, right? So this is like midway through the bus. Yeah, and that's a that's a very inconsiderate place. There is a woman at the front with a pram and a baby. She's just like, "You are fucking disgusting." She's just like. I have baby wipes. <laughs> was, uh, Fucking wipe it. I was about to wipe say. It. You, you, wipe it. She you, says it like that, like to her face. And then she's just like, I don't care. Oh, and then she's just like, no. Fucking wipe it. What? She's yelling at her. And then she goes, The woman who's exasperated, she's frustrated, she's holding this baby wipe. She's like, Fucking wipe it. And the woman goes, It says to her, Hello. And then the woman just like, Hello. Oh. It's so creepy. And the bus driver's like, get the fuck off the bus. That is disgusting. And she goes, oh, I just got one more stop. Oh, man. See, I have I have a real, real issue with people on uh, on, on public stri- public transport uh, taking shits. I put this on record. It's, uh, it's one of the well-known parts of my personality is that uh, public transport shit uh, yeah. is, is, not, is not great. But at the same time, look... I've been on buses where you just, it feels like it's never going to end. And <laughs> if I was a bit older and had a... And a bit a, of a looser bowel. <laughs> and I, I can't put it past, I, I think I have a lot of empathy for, uh, uh, for, where this, for where this poor woman's coming from. But I also have a <laughs> lot more empathy for the bus. I feel, had to tolerate it. I feel weird because uh, it, it, it's funny that they have this uh, theory that when uh, when terrorism gets covered in the media, more terror acts are likely to follow. Mm. Uh, I wonder after all the news recently of the poo bomber and uh, and the poo in the pool yeah. costing fifteen grand. Mm. Like, is, mate, is, 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 is it, it giving pe- is vigilante it gi- justice? <laughs> vigilante is it is it is it giving people uh, artistic and creative license to mm. just be like, well, I could be the next poo bomber. I think so, and uh, and I think what we're going to... It seems the most logical explanation. It, it, it does, based on absolutely no evidence or stats. Let's assume that there's going to be a big uptick in uh, in public shooting pretty <laughs> shortly. Uh, is that it? That's it. It's all you You're got? out of the woods, buddy. Great. Feeling so dirty. <laughs> <laughs> Which takes us to uh, a much, much better segment, and... Uh, <laughs> One that usually does also involve shit somehow. Uh, that is our segment, One Star Reservoir. Cue music. You! I want to take you to a one star. I want to take you to a one star. I want to take you to a one star. One star Reservoir. Wow! Oh, yeah. Yeah, One Star Reservoir, where Rick has gone through the internet, trolled it, found uh, some one-star reviews of uh, products, hotels, ris- restaurants. Uh, restaurants? Ris- that could be a new business idea. Yeah. Sly wristy with your steak tartare. Absolutely. A restaurant. Uh, but he has found the, the best one-star reviews he could find and uh, he's bringing them to you now. Beauty. So the first one, 
I'm not going to... I feel like too many people put the the amazing uh, the amazing crux of what they're trying to get at right in the right title. at the top you can't and you it's just, can't be doing that I can't do that because it just Piss it off, fucks bud. everything up you just can't be doing that can't be doing that so I'm just gonna jump in I was excited to try the burgers and brought my five year old daughter with me initially our server was energetic positive and informative good start good start yeah that's literally what it said it's really, oh, really? weird that you said that oh. uh, until she brought the food out. <laughs> She literally bent over at a 90-degree angle to put my plate in front of me with her butt maybe two inches from my daughter's face. While she is doing this, she lets one rip for like three seconds, and it was very loud and awful and smelled awful. To make matters worse, she started busting up laughing, and I caught her looking at one of her co-workers by the kitchen who was practically crying with laughter. (laughs) I think she did it on purpose. (laughs) My daughter cried for a good 30 minutes. I was irate. Yeah, because she's been sarin gassed. (laughs) She'd been cupcaked. Needless to say, we left and did not eat our meal. I was only able to calm my daughter down in the car after giving her a hot, steamy facial. Oh, what? I don't know what the fuck that meant. No, that's... that. Takes a real right hand googly turn at the end. <laughs> I don't know what the hell that was. <laughs> right okay. at the end. I, I, I think, maybe he meant facial wipe in the last like I I'm, don't know. I'm not even gonna touch that. And nor nor should nor should anyone. <laughs> so Okay, so that's the first so one. That's the first one. It's a, have you ever worked in Hospo? It's a, yes. a, a no, no restaurant. For many years, you know this. Restaurant wise. Uh no, not at a restaurant. So it seems like there's a there's almost like a code of uh, of restaurant hospital. I never have either, but uh, no, from mates who have that you are almost clinically insane for the time that you're that you're there because customers are just the worst. And oh, so yeah. I can. I'm see well that. aware that people suck. I can see uh, it boiling up and seeming normal to go rip a fart in a customer's face <laughs> in a kid's face. But what? Sort of a gateway crime happens before that. Like, do you just start shitting on a Melbourne bus? <laughs> oh, that's the next step. No, the next step is coming in on Christmas and taking a shit on your kid's face. <laughs> oh, my God. All right. That's the first one. So the second one. Do you have any self-respect? If you don't, then step right into the White House Hotel. You'll find tiny, dirty, closet-sized rooms that don't afford you any space to move, along with a cast of freaks and weirdos fit for a sideshow and or county jail. (laughs) The only thing you can do in the room is slide onto their old and dirty sheets that they have set onto something that just barely classifies as a bed. You'll notice that there is no roof above your head in your room. The ceiling is lattice panelling, so you can hear very clearly what is going on in the rooms next to you, which for me including, <laughs> included grunts of fornif- fornif- fornification. <laughs> fornication. It says, yeah, sorry, uh, grunts of fornication and loud burps and farts from the other occupants. Oh, great, the server from the restaurant's there. Yeah, on my lone night at the White House, I arrived to my floor to find a man in his 60s slouching towards me slowly. <laughs> He asked me if I went there often. He said he was a regular. And if I enjoyed massages, because he loved to give massages to younger men. Oh, what the fuck? I told him I didn't, at which point he then asked if I'd like to give them. <laughs> as this I, guy's relentless. As I turned to go to my closet slash room, he followed me slowly and wanted to know if I wanted to go back to his room for some fun. I got into my cubicle, put my foot up against the door and watched him through a crack in the door as he stood, waiting for about five minutes before he slowly walked back to his room. 
After staying up all night, there is no way you could possibly get any sleep in there, either due to stuff like this or noise. I decided to check out at 6am and make my way to the airport, even though my flight was until 11am. Oh, that's it. You know you're in a shit hotel. If you prefer an airport. (laughs) airport. As soon as I left my room, I heard a door close and that familiar slouching walk came towards me. (laughs) He whispered, are you ready now? Oh. <laughs> I went downstairs, threw the key on the front counter and hailed a cab. As I was leaving, I looked back and felt like I was in the final scene of the Texas Chainsaw <laughs> Massacre. <laughs> there are other cheap rat holes in New York City. Don't give this one your business. <laughs> oh, that's the stuff of nightmares. <laughs> <It's> <laughs> All that's missing is, uh, is uh, the bloke having a key to the room. <laughs> <laughs> letting himself in. And mate, when uh <clears throat> when when you strike gold, you you you've just got to keep hammering. Okay. So this is this is also from the same establishment. Really? Yeah. All right. The title is Avoid, 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 avoid. <laughs> Would give this place a zero if only it were an option. Showed up at night to homeless people fist fighting on the street, and it wasn't much better inside. Person at the front desk insisted we uh, we look at the room before paying, which I've never heard of before. The room, in inverted commas, consisted of a small cubicle with walls about six feet high, with chicken coop wire fencing running to the ceiling. <laughs> My friend, who is over six foot six, could easily look into our neighbours' rooms. I could as well if I stood on my tiptoes. The bed spanned the length of the room, and unless you are a child or a midget, you will likely have to sleep sitting up or in the fetal position. The beds are that small. We didn't even look underneath the covers, and after reading some of the other reviews, I'm thankful for that. We could hear every fart, snore and creak of a cot on the floor, as well as a man in the bathroom who was having a loud bowel movement. (laughs) It felt like we were in cattle stalls. I'm not sure where we'd put our suitcase each without taking up all the remaining space in the room. The communal washroom was disgusting, with stains, hair and litter all over the place. Despite being nearly midnight, we knew there was no way we could stay, so we went back downstairs to use the internet to find another place. Not surprisingly, the search engine links for other hostels were all visited. We weren't the only ones who left early. It's like 60 browser windows open. <laughs> we, we quickly... Co- <laughs> it was with other hostels and how to have an affair. Uh, we, uh, we quickly called another hostel and the manager said he'd wait for us to show up. I asked, this may be a strange question, but do your walls go all the way up to the ceiling? <laughs> He said, you're calling from the White House, aren't you? <laughs> You'd be surprised how often I get that. Uh, as I'd use a credit card to reserve the room, I had to pay the front desk guy at the White House a $20 bill to cancel my reservation. Thankfully, when I got home, my credit card had not been charged. I wasn't expecting luxury, and not, certainly not at the price I paid, but for about $10 a night more, my friend and I stayed in another hostel with a proper room with beds we could fit in, a lock on the door we could trust, friendly staff, and communal bathroom facilities that were private and clean. But most of all, walls that went from the floor all the way to the ceiling. <laughs> For a limited time only, actual walls. Be there. Who, in what universe does chicken coop suffice? I don't know. For, for like you it's, just... It sounds like like everything was a toilet. Because oh, isn't that by, the by only time, way. like toilet stalls are the only time I can kind of think of where you would have shit that doesn't go all the way up. That's That's it. The, so whole, the, whole of, so the whole place is, is a toilet. toilet block. Yeah. Yuck. 
Well, great work, Rig. That Thanks, is uh, that is the end of uh, One Star Reservoir. Which means it is time for the media portion, the plat de jour, as you like to say, <laughs> uh, which is the shit show spotlight or the shit show story time. And uh, Gus has gone away and he's tried to find... Uh, one of the he's tried to find a large shit show in history uh, that he has covered. He could have, he could be taking it from anywhere, and I'm excited to see uh, where you're getting it from this week. Yeah, it is. Uh, it is one of those ones from uh, from the past. Uh, as as as, 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 as literally opposed... everything is <laughs> no, as of right, right this now. moment. So, uh, but like the past, past, not a, not like a week ago or a month ago. We're is, that, talking... is, that, is that like the equivalent of when you like like someone? Yeah, it is. <laughs> it's not the past. It's, it's the, the past, past, past. So we are we are going to uh, the late nineteenth century, eighteen sixty nine. Yeah, <laughs> dinner for two. Mary Mallon. Have you heard of Mary? No. All right. She was born in uh, Cookstown County in uh, Ireland. Mm-hmm. Or uh, Cookstown in uh, in County Tyrone, actually in uh, in Ireland. Yep. So she immigrates to the United States, comes over, and uh, in 1883, and makes her living as a domestic servant, and learns how to be a cook. So becomes mm-hmm. a professional cook, um, is working in a series of affluent households, and becomes quite a well known chef. Right. Her most famous dish. Is her uh, is potatoes is, is, is <laughs> with cream on it? Potatoes, forty-seven ways. Yeah. Uh, is her peaches and ice cream uh, dish, which is frozen. peaches and ice cream. <laughs> yep, yep. She was some kind of five-star chef. Yeah. Uh, so, she... what is this sorcery? <laughs> I've put peaches and ice cream. <laughs> It's, well, it was a simpler time. It was a better time. <laughs> so she would freeze uh, pieces of peach. Yeah. And then, uh, fucking lo and behold, she would ram that with some ice cream and people <laughs> would lose their veritable minds. Oh, oh, like injected, like pretty much inserted the the ice cream into the peach? Is it? That... Oh, shit, no, Rig. It's just frozen peach. She just put an ice cream scoop. Uh, uh, <laughs> <laughs> Change the fucking game. Me, me, me. So so yeah so all she was doing was freezing peaches. <laughs> People <were> like what? <laughs> she, if it was, Mary it, makes the best shit. If it was a hundred years earlier, mm, cold peaches you say? Mm, very very nice. She's a witch. Burn her. <laughs> Burn her at the stake. Put her on the chair and chuck her in the lake. And if she sinks, she's a witch. But we're all better for it. Mm-mm, cold peaches. If she flies. She's a witch. Um. Anyway, so from uh. From, yeah, from 1906, she worked as a cook in New York City area with seven different affluent families. Mm-hmm. And uh, so she's then uh, working in in New York City, as I said. So within two weeks of... <laughs> <laughs> I get that. Yeah. New York City, yeah. So let me break it down for you, Rig. Where in New York? <laughs> the year... <laughs> the year is 1900. Uh Within two weeks of her uh, employment, with her first uh, first job, residents develop typhoid. In 1901, she moves to Manhattan, where members of the family uh, who she was working for developed fevers and diarrhoea, and then the laundress died mm. of typhoid. Mm-hmm. She then goes to work for a lawyer. She left after seven of the eight people in that house, household became ill. Guess what they had? 
typhoid. Sure did. Yeah. I think you're starting to remember this story. I am. In 1906, she takes a position in Oyster Bay, Long Island. Uh, and within two weeks, 10 of the 11 family members were hospitalised <laughs> with typhoid. <laughs> <laughs> so she changes jobs again. And uh, similar occurrences happen in three more What is she thinking? She's like, she, she has to be she's like, like, fuck, I can't get a break, man. Oh, man, there's typhoids everywhere. Is everyone else getting typhoid? <laughs> this is crazy. There's typhoid. Real typhoid season. Real bad. Um, so... <laughs> So she works as a cook for the family of a wealthy New York banker whose name is Charles Henry Warren. And mm, this is where the story, mm, that's the, the richest, richest Richie McRich name. name. Yeah. So this is where the story starts to, uh, to get a bit of forward motion because up to this point it's just been her uh, wondering why does everyone have typhoid? <laughs> yeah. It now starts to come to fruition. So the Warrens rent a house in Oyster Bay in the summer of 1906 and, uh, and Mallon is the chef that they hire to go with them yeah. because of her famous peaches and ice cream <laughs> yeah. that they all love so much. <laughs> yeah. uh, so from August 27th to September 3rd, six of the 11 people in the family come down with typhoid fever. Mm-hmm. The disease at that time was called unusual in Oyster Bay because Oyster Bay is where uh, rich people have their holiday homes and where, like, the Rockefellers go and the, and the rest of it. Not so disease doesn't exist there because rich white people are there. Typhoid fucking doesn't. Because yeah. typhoid is, like, it, it's spread by, by stool samples and, like... Uh, commoners and, and, and shit. It's, it's yeah. commonly associated with poverty. Yeah. So rich people be all losing their minds <laughs> <laughs> because... They're half going. What have you got? What? Uh, oh, no, uh, no, dysentery. Nothing. Oh. Uh, dysentery. Uh, dysentery. I'm, uh, I'm, just, I'm shitting everywhere. I'm allergic uh, to poor I people. I tell you what. I tell you what. I don't have typhoid. I don't have any of that. Shit. I just got chronic dysentery. So, so uh, she's she then leaves the uh, the Warren family. Subsequently hired by other families, uh, and, <laughs> and and life goes on. But. The what are the referrals like when she goes to every new family? Great. Peaches Cook, and ice cream. Cooks, Highly cooks, recommended. Cooks an amazing peaches and cream. Uh, peaches and ice cream. Gives me horrible diarrhea <laughs> and fever, though. <laughs> but the taste is divine. <laughs> so, so basically... It's the fucking sugarless gummy bears of, <laughs> of its day. It's outrageous. So, uh, the... The person who owned the house, so this is a, a holiday house the Warrens had rented. The person they, uh, uh, they rented the house from freaked right the fuck out because yeah. he went, this typhoid is, if it's, if it's in the house, it's in the water, it's gonna, uh, I'm not going to be able to rent my holiday house, yeah. etc. So in this weird twist of fate, uh, he hires a, a sanitation engineer, which is basically like, you know, public health now. You've yeah. got like classifiers and the rest of it. Yeah, yeah. It's, health inspectors it, and yeah. such. Yeah. He's, he's, a, he's a health inspector. Right. Uh, George Soper. So he hires him to investigate. This bloke comes over and does all of the water samples, tests uh, everything Every water, because basically it's usually a uh, typhoid is a water contamination. Yep. So tests all of the uh, the sumps, the toilets, the water uh, uh, tanks, everything, everything in the kitchen, etc. Cannot find any trace of typhoid. Mm-hmm. So he's like, hmm. Well, this is the first time I've been called in for this sort of thing, and I've got a taste for it. I'm going to be Sherlock Holmes and get all up in this fucking grill, <laughs> and gets obsessed. <laughs> he gets obsessed with this case 
Like he's 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 there like a fucking hardened New York City cop with the bloody map on the wall and the pieces of red string just chain just smoking. Ca- just, ca- <laughs> just going over all the fucking things, got like fucking photos of people or yeah, like yeah. old timey sketches. Yeah, totally. And uh, and and so so he's he's there chain smoking, uh, just going, Oh, there's something missing. <laughs> Come on, George. Something remember just- your trading. <laughs> Well, you can't remember your training, George, because you have no investment in training at all. Something just doesn't add up. So, miraculously, this bloke goes, okay, well, let's just uh, dive a little deeper. Let's talk people. So, it goes through the staff that were employed uh, by the Warrens during that time and finds out that the family changed cooks on the 4th of August and uh, that was about three weeks before the typhoid epidemic broke out. Um, The new cook remained in the family only a short time, leaving about three weeks after the outbreak occurred uh, and then the cook is described as an Irish woman about 40. And so he goes, well, how convenient. (laughs) (laughs) Here for exactly when typhoid broke out, which... Normally, when you look at this and go, old mate Nancy Drew is, uh, yeah. is playing detective and has <laughs> yeah. fucked this up. No, he's spot on the money. Yeah. Because Mary, if uh, you're following and haven't quite joined the dots yet, is a carrier of typhoid. Yeah. Otherwise known as typhoid, typhoid Mary. Mary. Yeah. So- typhoid Mary. <laughs> Slow <laughs> that typhoid down. <laughs> As in the famous song. Correct. All right. So he goes looking for this female Irish cook who fits the physical description he's been given by the other people who worked at uh, worked for the Warrens. <laughs> Irish, 40, female. That's all that's written on his notepad. Buxom, sassy, <laughs> Irish cooks. Go for it. Uh, it's uh, So you can imagine it took him a fucking age. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> he's, he's wandering around going... Has anyone seen an Irish chef? An Irish woman named Mary. <laughs> Has anyone seen an Irish woman named Mary? She cooks. So uh, he claims that he was unable to locate her faster because she generally left after an outbreak began without giving a fording address, as you generally do when you've got a sneaking suspicion that you're giving everyone typhoid. <laughs> <laughs> Tend to get the fuck out of Dodge. <laughs> So, Soper gets a break. Uh, also, this is over a long period of time. Like, this is this takes months. He just <laughs> abandons his job. <laughs> just quits sleeping. Gets, gets obsessed. I guarantee he was paid for, like, a week's work. He, like, uh, is this going to be one of those things where, like, he, he, like, lost his family because of his obsession and oh, stuff like that? Oh, totally. This guy becomes a bachelor pretty quick. Yeah. Uh, so, he gets a break. He learns of an active outbreak at a penthouse on Park Avenue in Manhattan. Yeah. Uh, and he discovers that Mallon was the cook. So, he's got it. Yeah. He sleuthed it. <laughs> She is the Moriarty to his homes. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, so two of the hospitals, uh, of the household servants were hospitalised um, and the daughter of the family had just died of typhoid. Oh, fuck. So he's like, okay, well, this is, this is escalated. So what does he do? Uh, he does what any sane uh, person who has absolutely no investigative training and has decided that he is <laughs> he's just going to escalate this does. He's just going to ask for some delicious peaches and ice cream. <laughs> <laughs> well, he, do- he, he doesn't know that's, that's how sweet it's oh, right. okay. So, But what he does is... <laughs> 
<laughs> approaches her. Uh, someone that he's never met, but in his mind, she's a he, she's his nemesis. She's like an evil mastermind, <laughs> just spreading typhoid. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Deliberately. Yeah. So he finds her. He tells her that he has been watching her for some time. <laughs> and can she give him a sample of her stool and blood? <laughs> Five years later, they were married. <laughs> Three kids. So uh, naturally, considering that he hasn't introduced himself or produced any kind of identification. Give me a stool. Or qualifications, because he has none. And, uh, and approaches her like that, she chases him into the street with a fucking carving fork. Oh, fuck. <laughs> so he then goes, great. Uh, goes to the authorities, uh, goes to, uh, and gets one of his health department buddies um, and uh, five police officers. Yeah. And they return. Uh, Mary Mellon was not going to go through the indignity of surrendering her specimens without a fight. Uh, <laughs> according to, to Sopa, she came out fighting and swearing both of which she could do with appalling efficiency and vigour. <laughs> <laughs> this guy is painting her like <laughs> Charles Manson. <laughs> appalling efficiency and vigour. That is awesome. The overwhelming... I wish that dude was alive so he could do one-star reviews. <laughs> oh, love it. The, he's, he sounds like the, uh, the Spitfire guy. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. The overwhelming manpower subdued her. The policeman lifted her into the ambulance and I literally sat on her all the way to the hospital. <laughs> it was like being in a cage with an angry mastermind lion. <laughs> so this guy is batshit. Yeah. <laughs> he's he's <laughs> takes crazy to catch crazy. <laughs> he, he is definitely single by this point. <laughs> so Surprisingly, uh, once they, they do take the specimens, uh, she is arrested yeah. for uh, being a typhoid carrier. Yeah. Um, turns out that she was indeed a carrier. And, uh, and they, they say to her, you're a carrier for typhoid. And she says, no, I'm not. So they show her the tests and she goes, they're not my tests. And they're like, we don't know how to explain this any faster to you. <laughs> Hello, you, Mr. Thompson. Thompson. <laughs> so finally, the New York City Health Department sends uh, physician Sarah Baker to talk to Mellon because all these all these blokes, she's fully sus because the only they're all blokes. <laughs> yeah, the, yeah, not only are they all blokes, but the first official that she spoke to was, <laughs> was a bloke that who was crazy like, fucker. "Give me your blood and stool." <laughs> Fuck you, criminal. <laughs> Um, Don't ask questions. Give me your blood and shit. Uh, are you a detective? No! <laughs> no. I'm a plumber. <laughs> nice to meet you. <laughs> so Baker states, quotation, by that time she was convinced that the law was only persecuting her when she had done nothing wrong. So she is not handling it great either. <laughs> yeah, yeah. A few days later, Baker arrives at Mellon's workplace with several police officers who then take her back into custody. So they, they let her out yeah. and they're like, nah, she's not, this isn't happening. Basically gets put into custody and the media get hold of this because Soper uh, is so out of his mind <laughs> with, with self-gratification. Turns that- out he's got typhoid. <laughs> This is like Homeland. He just ends up fucking it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but uh, he leaks all these stories to the media. Yeah. And that's how she ends up being called Typhoid Mary is because right. the media are like, oh, shit. All right. This is much easier than Mary Mallon. Really rolls off the tongue. Typhoid Mary. Typhoid Mary. 
So uh, when she's in custody, she admits to having extremely poor hygiene, uh, saying that she did not understand the purpose of hand washing. Oh. She did not understand the purpose of hand washing because... I don't need your fancy <laughs> hand washing. <laughs> because she did not pose a risk. In prison, which they send her to, uh, she was forced to give stool and urine samples. Doctors found a significant uh, type of bacteria in her gallbladder and they give her a fucking outrig. And this is where this all could have ended. They say to her, we take out your gallbladder. You don't have typhoid. And she goes, I'll take out your fucking gallbladder <laughs> because I don't have typhoid. And they go, <laughs> <laughs> so they, they do this idiot dance for, yeah. a, for a couple of weeks. <laughs> Thought you were about to say for a couple of years. <laughs> so, so she also, and they go, great, okay. So anyway, they hire her as the cook <laughs> as the in the cook prison. In the prison. <laughs> so so they, uh, they say to her, okay, well, if you want to have your gallbladder out, you can't work as a cook. And she goes... Fuck you, I'm a great cook. <laughs> so th- that's the two outs. Yeah. And so they sentence her to exile, which is extreme. Yeah. 1907, she goes to a place called North Brother Island, which is a prison colony. Uh, where, go- where, where is that? So off the, off the island of Manhattan, it's like right. just one of those places that no longer exists. I assume, well, it actually probably does. It's full of typhoid. Um, but, <laughs> but basically, uh, in she writes a heap of letters uh, uh, saying, yeah, look, I, I understand. I, I believe that I have typhoid now, etc. Can I please not live on this fucking island anymore? And they go, all right, Eugene H. Porter, who's the New York State Commissioner of Health in yeah. 1910, says that... Disease carriers should no longer be kept in isolation as long as they agree to health standards and uh, to cease the methods uh, of transmission of the disease. So they say to her, uh, we'll let you go if you agree to stop working as a cook and you take reasonable health steps to wash your hands after you go and take a shit. (laughs) Which which she begrudgingly... says yes i'm prepared to change my ocu- i'm prepared to change my occupation um and i will take such hygienic protections as would protect th- those from whom uh, she came into contact from infection and her response was <laughs> la dee da fancy college man fine i'll wash me damn hands <laughs> so she agrees to not be a cook uh and uh to wash her fucking hands yeah so <laughs> Only she doesn't. <laughs> what What do you think happens here, Rig? She gets a job as a cook and doesn't wash her hands. So that's 1910. <laughs> In 1915, <laughs> fuck, there is uh, a major <laughs> outbreak of typhoid. <laughs> <laughs> and guess where it is? It, 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 if you if you have been wanting to fly under the radar and you're like okay i'm pretty i'm pretty sure that i probably do have typhoid but oh, i really want to be a cook where where would you not go to be a a cook oh fuck new york new york city sloan hospital for women no oh my god head cook fuck mary brown she didn't even change her first name oh god <laughs> So she's still Typhoid Mary. Because she, she kind of dug that. 
<laughs> but that's the thing. It's just like if you got out and people were just like, okay, there's this older thing. She, this old Irish woman, also named Mary. Can't be the same one, can it? I don't know. People walking down the halls. Hey, typhoid Mary. It's like, <laughs> like, like we, we, I mean, there's, there's a guy at the footy club named Dick Bucket. Yeah, and exactly. And it's just like no matter what happens, he's always going to be Dick Bucket. Exactly. She's and always going to be typhoid, typhoid Mary. Mary. So, uh, yeah, she... <laughs> 25 people are infected, two people die in hospital. Guess what? They went to hospital to get <laughs> cured, then they got typhoid and died. <laughs> that is some dark shit. That's shit. So she has left by this point, but the police are able to find and arrest her uh, when she brought food to her friend on Long Island, her uh. famous peaches and ice cream. Uh. Guess what her friend gets? Typhoid! <laughs> Everyone gets typhoid. You get typhoid. You get typhoid. You get typhoid. She's like the Oprah of typhoid. <laughs> After arresting her, public health authorities returned her to quarantine on North Brother Island on March 27th, 1915. She was still unwilling to have her gallbladder removed. Oh, my God. Mellon remained confined for the remainder of her life. Uh, she became a minor celebrity and was occasionally interviewed by the media, mostly as a carnival sideshow. <laughs> She was offered multiple times again a chance to remove her gallbladder and be released from Fuck Island. <laughs> and she and said, said no. no, I don't have typhoid. Uh. You've got typhoid. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, so she, uh, in 1938, uh, she dies of pneumonia. Typhoid. <laughs> because... She an autopsy found that she had fucking typhoid all through her gallbladder, which they already knew. Yeah, but she was she was an asymptomatic carrier, which meant that she was yeah, she, she could she not didn't be get any of it. She couldn't be killed by conventional typhoid. <laughs> yeah, but everybody around her could. And this yeah. is the thing: if the the only reason that it was ever transmitted, and this comes back <laughs> to her famous dish, frozen peaches and ice cream, <laughs> if she'd cooked anything. The temperatures kill that bacteria. Yeah. It's just because she insisted on taking a shit, not <laughs> washing her hands, hands, then going and touching peaches and ice cream <laughs> and feeding them to people. So you know what? Typhoid Mary, you are this week's <laughs> shit show story dub. Very well done, mate. That was awesome. Uh, it's it, To be quite honest with you, I, I have heard of Typhoid Mary uh, in passing, but I, I didn't actually know the whole story. That is an absolute fucking shit show if I've ever heard one. <laughs> how's, how's old mate Soper who just put his life on hold to go and pursue this chick? I, uh, I caught Typhoid Mary. Isn't she out again? What? He's <laughs> just like super disappointed. <laughs> oh, don't worry about it. Have some of these peaches and ice cream. It'll pep you right up. <laughs> Oh my god, that was great! Which uh, which means we've we've reached the end of the show for yet another week. Um, if you'd like to get in contact with us, if you have any train wrecks or if you have any poos in the news or anything you want to let us know about, please uh, give us a message either through our Facebook page with the shit show or follow us on Twitter, where we're going to be showing a we're going to be showing stuff that doesn't really <laughs> make the cast at all. We're going to be showing shit you ain't seen before. <laughs> we're going to sh- we're going to eye all fuck you with a bunch <laughs> of new shit. It's all not safe for work. Yeah, it's all no. It's fine. Um, so we're we're going to be putting stuff up uh, on our Twitter, which is shit show cast. Um, and yeah, we'll be putting up content all through the week. Stuff that we allude to in the in the cast. Uh, stuff that doesn't make the cast. Uh, you'll be able to find all of that stuff over there. Or yep. if you want to be the old shitting room floor. Yeah, if you want to uh, send us a conventional email, you're also welcome to do so. We're uh, at 
shitshow.au at gmail.com. Mm. Otherwise, oh, and finally, sorry, iTunes. 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 If you want to look us up on iTunes, uh, please make sure that you put in shitshow, all one word, with an exclamation point instead of an I. Thanks, Apple. Otherwise, it does not work. Fuck you, Apple, you <laughs> pieces of shit. <laughs> Otherwise, that's us for another week. Thanks so much, guys. See ya. <laughs> <laughs>